This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday to all of you. Thank you for tuning in here today, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. You, of course, would be you. Typical Tuesday lined up for you on the program today. We will tell you about that in a moment. And also, one, one thing I want to discuss here before we get into that is uh, a couple of years ago on the show, we introduced you to an activist here in our home state and in our community by the name of Will Keeps. And uh, Will had produced uh, a viral video um, with one of the police officers in the Des Moines Police Department uh, and just trying to bridge the gap of community relationships between our urban community here and uh, and the police and they did a phenomenal acapella, if I remember right, version of Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. I mean, it's terrific. I mean, they sounded great. Mm-hmm. Video went viral. Uh, I got to know Will um, and uh, see what he's trying to do uh, in our downtown areas here in Des Moines. And uh, really is a uh, building of a lot of bridges. Uh, he's talking, I mean, he works with a traditional Democrat party constituencies within the black community, but he had also reached out to people like our governor, Kim Reynolds and others just realizing literally, you know, it literally is going to take a, a broader village than what has been happening before and had done a lot of great work uh, in our community and, uh, and still was and is yesterday. We had something we don't have a lot in Des Moines. Uh, we had, we had a shooting and we'll try to break it up and stop it from occurring and ended up getting shot in the process. Now, I don't have an update this morning. Uh, what I was told last night is that um, he was in serious condition, which I believe is less severe than critical condition, that he was shot uh, like in the hip area, Um which, of course, now you can get into fear of paralysis and severe nerve damage, but he was able to go to the bathroom and stuff by himself before they put him in the surgery to remove uh, the bullet. He was lucid. He was talking. Um, <clears throat> I, I, don't ha- I don't know how to explain it. Um, the guy that he tried to disarm shot him. And it was obvious that Will was not yet dead, but he left him alone and went over and... Uh, shoot to death the other two individuals that were involved in that shooting. So just uh, a tragic circumstance. We got so much reaction to when we had Will on the show a couple of years ago and getting to know him and his story and what he is trying to do to make a difference, uh, both cross-racially, cross-generationally, cross-ideologically. And so just um, wanted, you know, if you are in the... uh, if you're in the prayer warrior camp, 
if you could add Will Keeps and his family to your list and his health, um, because it's it's no coincidence given the work that he was doing that, <clears throat> pardon me, his uh, his building, his facility, and what he was doing with that uh, to to build bridges in our community. No secret that that would be a place that the uh, the enemy would target uh, for something tragic and terrible to occur. So um, I know those of you that live in uh, places surround that, that, you know, places like L.A., New York, Philadelphia, Portland, um, Baltimore, these sorts of stories to you are all too sadly common occurrences on your local news, but we don't get them a lot here. And so uh, and, and it, of course, for us, knowing Will, I mean, this hits home for us as well. So appreciate any of you that are willing to add him to your prayer list for sure. All right, coming up on the program today, um, at the bottom of the hour, Jeffrey Tucker is going to join us, long overdue. Uh, He's one of the mucky mucks over at the Brownstone Institute, which is one of the leading think tanks in opposition to COVID stand over the last couple of years. Uh, He will join us as we discuss what's happening uh, on that front, but then also with the jabs and more. That's coming up at the bottom of this hour. Next hour, we'll be joined by my oldest daughter, and then I'm going to put myself up for debate on fake news or not. Am I making a claim that goes too far? Um, Am I exaggerating? We'll get into that with fake news or not. And then speaking of COVID and speaking of cults, I was not even aware the Sundance Film Festival was still a thing. Did you know that that was still going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, because it used to be like an annual thing. What were the independent movies that came out of Sundance? And I haven't heard of the Sundance Film Festival in many a moon. Until this week. You want to talk about cults? One was on display at the Sundance Film Festival. We will get into that uh, on Pop Culture Tuesday because it... It, it signifies this is a spirit of the age enclave. And it'll signify just how reticent the spirit of the agers are going to be to give this up. No matter how much evidence continues to be produced to the contrary, this is a religious experience. And we'll get into that for Pop Culture Tuesday later in the program. But before we touch on those matters and more, let us first go to Aaron for a rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the Society of Good Governing. Iowa has become the latest state to pass a bill that enables parents to decide which school they want their kids to attend. Despite nine Republicans voting against it in the Iowa House and three Republicans voting against it in the Iowa Senate, the Students' First Act passed with comfortable margins in both chambers. It allows K-12 students in Iowa over $7,500 a year to help pay for a private education. Iowa becomes just the third state to pass universal school choice. Meanwhile, in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis announced a measure, let's just be honest, aimed at screwing over teachers' unions. Soon, in Florida, union dues will not be automatically taken out of teachers' paychecks. That's your choice. 
If you want to do it, you know, send money. That's fine. Uh, but to have it automatically deducted when you sign an authorization form, they don't even tell you how much is being deducted. You know, that's not right. So we want more transparency into how that is done. Uh, and we believe that a school union has a responsibility to notify uh, the members of the costs uh, of membership. Uh, we also believe that uh, you should not have the school be a focus of school union politics and politicking and handing out literature and doing all that stuff. You do that on your own time, uh, not on, on the public's time. We also believe that, and it will be reflecting this proposal, you know, if you're somebody that's working for a school union, you should not make any more than what the highest paid teacher is making. And that's just, you have these people making huge amounts of money, and the teachers are making half of that amount of money. How is that fair? DeSantis also spoke about the White House's attack on the state's decision to do away with the AP African American Studies course there. This was a separate course on top of that for advanced placement credit. And the issue is we have guidelines and standards in Florida uh, we want education, not indoctrination. If you fall on the side of indoctrination, we're going to decline. If it's education, then we will do this course. So when I heard it didn't meet the standards, I figured, yeah, they may be doing security. It's way more than that. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. On the flip side, California Governor Gavin Newsom, flanked by armed bodyguards, has some thoughts on the Second Amendment. I mean, the Second Amendment's becoming a suicide pack, it feels like. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. Like, how do you get, what about, what about our kids when they're going to school? more can we do? Over the weekend, Kamala Harris spoke about what she believes should have been another anniversary of Roe v. Wade by quoting just part of the Declaration of Independence. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. One of the FBI officials tasked with investigating the phony baloney Trump-Russian collusion case was just arrested for colluding with Russia. Former FBI agent Charles McGonigal was arrested over his ties to Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska, who has been sanctioned and criminally charged by the United States. In London over the weekend, scores of protesters gathered in front of the headquarters of the BBC on behalf of those injured by the COVID jabs. The FDA has proposed making COVID jabs a yearly affair like those who get their flu jabs. Of course, you can see what's happening here with Pfizer and Moderna recently discussing their efforts to combine the flu and COVID jabs. About a year after doing the same thing to One America News, DirecTV is now getting set to drop Newsmax. DirecTV claims a contract dispute is the reason for them dropping the network. Ghislaine Maxwell, former human trafficker for the late pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, made this claim in an interview from her jail cell. I believe that he was uh, murdered. Well, shocked. And I wondered how it had happened. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. NHL player says if he wanted to support the gays, he'd be playing soccer. And that's what happened while we were away. Very nice.
If you have not heard, we've added one of our new partners for 2023 uh, called Constitution Wealth. And these guys are passionate, knowledgeable, successful. Had a chance to sit down with them at length uh, before Christmas break. And these guys are wealth builders. They've built wealth for themselves and others. And now they want to help you do the same in the financial investing and planning space, but in a way that that honors your God-given rights, uh, defends your values, helps you um, invest not just in 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 good financial investments, but also in the future. That's what they want to do. Help you fulfill the fullness of your God-given potential, both with investment, but also the moral causes and companies that you invest in. <clears throat> Pardon me. If you want to get involved with them, get a free consultation. I, I promise you, you'll be inspired because they don't pull any punches. The worst you'll get is you'll get fired up some more about standing in the gap for what you believe is right. That That's the worst that'll happen is you'll get a pep talk. All right. Constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. That's constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. Get your free consultation today at constitutionwealth.com slash Steve. All right. Coming up in the overtime today, we are going to discuss the cautionary tale of Newsmax. Just about Almost exactly two years ago, it looked like Newsmax was going to seriously challenge Fox News, or at the very least become a serious enough news-gathering alternative that they would, they would have a built-in audience to sustain themselves. Now, just about two years later, the network struggles to get 200,000 people to watch in any hour. It's it's to the left of Fox News. It has become a watered-down version of it. I don't even follow it. I don't know what goes on there. It, no one ever texts me or tweets me about it. I never see it. It's not even in my news feed. And their owner, Christopher Ruddy, just pimped the entire company out, just hoard it completely out for the jab, just totally. You know? And so... They went too aggressive. They went down the Mike Lindell road on election election fraud after in, in the winter of 2021, which of course made their ratings soar. But Ruddy got nervous about distributors and advertisers, so <clears throat> they kicked all the people like Emerald Robinson and others that were doing that work. Right, they kicked them out. Then he spent the rest of 21 just completely whoring himself out, just went full BB Netanyahu to Pfizer and Moderna, just turned Newsmax into a Petri dish for mRNA poisons. I mean, literally, that's what he did, both to the staff and also on the air. And I mean, he put the ribbon on, right? Mm -hmm. He he put on the ribbon. uh, He put on the ribbon. I mean, I mean, I, I would imagine at some point last year, Christopher Ruddy was like, am I doing this right? This is what you all say you want from me, right? I mean, I've, I've made all the proper genuflections. Yes, I still have Dick Morris on the air, but I mean, I have to do something to make my base think I haven't totally abandoned them, you know? And, you know, Dick will uh, pontificate for food, you know? So let's do that. Now all of a sudden he wakes up this morning and may have lost his biggest distributor. Which means he made all those accommodations to the spirit of the age for what? Exactly. What did it get out of it? We'll get into that. 
in the overtime today. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. That's where you'll be able to watch it later today at BlazeTV.com slash Dace. That's also where you can go to become a Blaze TV subscriber at BlazeTV.com slash Dace. To the montage we go. And what is the difference between good governance and open warfare? What's the difference? First of all, we get very little good governance. Very little. And, and you have to wage some level of war to be able to do the kinds of good governance that people like us want to have done. Okay. Kim Reynolds, our governor, who's done a terrific job overall, she has done that. When there were some Republicans that didn't want to go along with school choice, she took them out in primaries. Last year, when we were going to change the, the education standards in the state so that you couldn't uh, sell porn and, um, and pedal grooming materials anymore, she did that interview with a local TV station where they tried to challenge her and she picked out the book. Or picked up the book and just of, of just filth and just read from it right there live on the on the air in the interview all right put them on their heels right so you don't get to do the kinds of things that that Kim has accomplished in our state without wait without extracting some or taking some ground from the opposition right you, you have to create the opening to advance before you can advance. And, and Kim has done that in her own way. Whether you want to or not, it's not a preference issue. You and I kind of like salivate. I'll read this on air. She doesn't want to do that. She's Correct. not that kind of person. Correct. She's, she's, she's really not. And you know what? I just, I am just flabbergasted to see the stuff that when I was on the air locally here, I was told I was nuts. Including, and I should be fired, actually. No one worked harder to get me fired off the air in local radio than Kim's former boss, our former Republican governor, Terry Branstead. I mean, he literally picked up the phone and called management to get me canned. And it's because I told our audience we should do things like not pass pro-life legislation that doesn't actually beg the question of what is a life and when does it begin? Otherwise, what are we doing here? What's the point? People heard that every day on 50,000 watts, and they were like, you know what? You got a point. We probably shouldn't do that. Started calling up their legislators and saying, hey, we want better pro-life legislation. And then the legislators were like, we should listen to our constituents. No. They were like, we should get that guy off of WHO radio because he is filling our, our constituents' heads with uh, fanciful things like we're here to represent them. Um, I suggested things like, Real education reform would be to fund students, the, 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 not buildings. Whatever building the student goes to, the funding follows them to that building. I was nuts. I was crazy. That's what we're doing now in Iowa with landmark legislation. And, 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 you know, I, got a, I saw a tweet right before we came on the air today with someone talking about how jealous they are of how things are in Iowa compared to where they live. And we have, we have come a long way as a state, okay? A long way. And we're not there yet, okay? Both our U.S. senators still suck, for example, okay? But yeah, we've come a long way as a state. We are a freer state than Texas. 
And that occurred because a group of us, including yours truly and Bob Vanderplatz, who joins us weekly, a group of us laid this groundwork within our grassroots a decade ago. But ultimately, you know, one plants another waters and God gives the increase. So ultimately, we were going to get to we were going to have to get someone in office with the power to implement what we were trying to inspire our base to stand for. Otherwise, we're just blogging. Otherwise, it's just like, you know, the National Republican Party, where you guys within the sound of my voice right now, you are to the furthest right probably you have ever been in the modern history of the Republican Party. And the national leadership of the Republican Party is probably the furthest left than it's ever been at the exact same time. So you have no agency. You're fired up. You're engaged. You're motivated. But you don't really have any representation that matters, really, most of the time. We got that in Iowa, albeit not in the form of the person that any of us expected, which kind of shows you this was a God thing. Okay. And so Kim has, Kim Reynolds has put us over the top for faux shizzle. No question. She has been outstanding. She has governed extremely well. And for that, she will be a very deserving mention in about 16 months to be on the short list for either Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis's running mate. Probably. Don't you think? I do. For sure. Okay. Good governance is important, vitally important. We're not even getting a lot of that now. So when I, when I set up this juxtaposition, it is, not, it is not to denigrate one or the other. Kim Reynolds is in a one percenter group of people that are governing well based on what we believe. But there's a difference, if you want to know, what's the difference between 16 months from now? I'm going to be a well-deserving name mentioned as a running mate for either Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. To right now, people are looking at me as a singular leader, as a singular source of hope. Remember when I said last week, and I hadn't even thought about it, I just kind of stumbled on it in the middle of the conversation, Ron DeSantis is not governing. Ron DeSantis is just waging war. He is not a governor. He is a general. He is systematically looking for ways and plotting and executing ways to completely and totally dismantle and devastate his enemies. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. And they're not like clearing a lot of brush. They're not like winning and wooing people. They're not doing a lot of that. He's just waging war. What he did yesterday, I mean, to stand up there and just say right to the hacks in the media. No, your queer theory isn't Black History Month. Up yours. No, banning prisons isn't Black History Month. Up yours. We're not doing that. 
there's negative integers of Fs I give for what I'll be called or what I'll be described as for doing these things because these things are terrible. And I'm the one the people of Florida put in charge to do something about them. And I will. The... What, what he did to the teachers' unions, I have, we've never seen a Republican do this, ever, ever. You guys can't even have union activities on school grounds. I'm going to cap your salaries of union, of union people. We're going to shut off the spigot of mother's milk. Go back to the first wide-release book I wrote, Rules for Patriots. And I talked about the four pillars of the modern left. And one of them was the education system. Another one was government sector employee unions. He literally just dropped a Moab on both of them. You can't get a third term governor in Texas to do stuff like this. With demographics far more favorable than Ron DeSantis has. He literally just looks for targets. He's not governing. He's avenging. This is the most purest application of Romans 13 I have seen. Where Paul describes government as an avenging angel to bring the sword of righteousness against evildoers. He is looking to punish He's not merely trying to govern the state. He's saving it. He's exercising it. That's, that's what's happening there. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, every day, it's every day down there, it's I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Smells like victory. It's just a reckless abandon. Of personal conviction. And I stand up there. I don't have teleprompters. I don't have talking points. I'll just stand at the lector. And I'll tell you what's up. Instead, This time it's going to be my people who take our shoes off. And we bang the foot on the lectern. And say we will bury you. My people are going to do that this time. I like them apples. It's literally just Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting knocking on the window to get your attention. How you like them apples? That's what it is down there every day. Every day. He is, he is looking to settle accounts. Now, a natural question forms, can you sell that on a national level? And I don't know the answer to that. Let's find out. But man, wouldn't you love to find out? You know, my, I'm inclined to think that if you can sell it in a state as demographically voluminous and diverse as Florida, which is basically an archetype for the entire country, if you can sell it there, then the answer is probably yes. But we'd all be lying if we didn't say we literally just watched a lot of our Karen white woman suburban neighbors decide 
to hand the country over to a dementia patient. And it's historically revisionist communist um, apparatchiks who take the Declaration of Independence and edit it in real time uh, because because Donald Trump tweeted too meanly for them to handle. So I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, Ron DeSantis had a, a Ronald Reagan level of re-election campaign. Still 40% of Floridians, 40% of Floridians still said, you know what? I know all that. I just, uh, apocalypse now. I, I, I need an apocalypse right now. I don't want saving. I, 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 I've got more stained glass windows to smash here in Florida. And he's in the way. So he's still, 40% of people still decided they wanted Charlie Crist as governor. All right? So maybe it won't sell. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, what this country needs more than anything, man, is before we even get to revival, we're in, a, we're in an epistemological nightmare. What is true? What's the right source of information? What are facts? And the clarity that this country so needs is the juxtaposition of Gavin Newsom's America. I walk down the street with armed security talking about disarming you. And Ron DeSantis standing up there, standing up there and saying, and, and you're fired. And F you, you're in prison and we'll defund you. And, and, and I don't care. Suck it. That's what the country desperately needs that. More than it needs two old men screaming about who took more of the poisonous gene juice for eight months and poisoned people with it. That, that's, that's so what the country needs is that level of clarity. I can tell you, though, if there's one thing the spirit of the age hates more than anything else, it's clarity. Did God really say? Exactly. Clarity. No matter the source, folks. No matter the source. Clarity is an enemy of the enemy no matter the source but that that dichotomy in Aaron's montage that's the kind of thing that wakes people up is 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 nine months of seeing that every day one guy unabashed on his vision versus another guy unabashed on his forcing you now to come correct and wake up and make a choice country desperately needs that next year which is why it will be difficult to get it this episode is brought to you by shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real pos you need shopify for retail from accepting payments to managing inventory Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. ever bought a pair of glasses put them on been disappointed with them maybe like me you can't get used to your progressives you know i've got i'm a little bit far i'm a little bit near maybe you've had to because you need the full-fledged bifocals now and i'm heading your way so i ain't here to judge uh, but you've had to get the uh, the dorky frames 
couldn't get the stuff the cool kids wear. That's not the case anymore with our friends over at Better Spectacles. They're now offering authentic German-engineered Rodenstock eyewear available for the first time for mass distribution. In the U.S., considered the gold standard globally in eyewear, Rinaldus Maximus wore them as well when he was in the White House. Uh, And you'll get them from their expert opticians who are specialized and trained in difficult prescriptions just like mine. And hey, maybe you just want to upgrade. You've got just a good old-fashioned stigmatism and you want to upgrade, they can help you with that as well. All right, go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Schedule a teleoptical appointment today. Won't even have to leave your house to get access to some of the best trained opticians in the country. And they're offering you guys an introductory 61% off offer when you do 61% off their proprietary ghost spec lenses and and they throw in the rodent stock frames for free 61% off the ghost spec lenses and the free handcrafted rodent stock frames for free that's what I'm wearing today in case you're wondering just visit betterspectacles.com slash Steve once more betterspectacles.com slash Steve an interview that is overdue he is the president of the Brownstone Institute Jeffrey A. Tucker Joins us here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Mr. Tucker, it is a pleasure to have you with us, brother. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. For the audience that may not know, even though I have certainly shared a lot of y'all's content over the last couple of years, give our audience a rundown. Who, is, who and what is the Brownstone Institute? I started Brownstone as a nonprofit organization to do investigative journalism, distribute the science uh, concerning COVID, address the question of lockdowns, enforce masking, enforce vaccinations, and all the things we've associated with the pandemic. And people told me at the time, don't start a nonprofit around the pandemic. The pandemic will go go over and then there won't be any point to you. No, there's more going on. Mm -hmm. This is a national emergency. It's a civilizational emergency that was kicked off by this uh, claim of the pandemic and everything surrounding it. And really our lives are at stake, our liberties, our properties. I mean, you've been to the grocery store recently, you've seen the prices. That was, uh, that's a result of Federal Reserve policy. The excuse of that was in turn uh, COVID itself. So everything it turns on this. It's a lens through which we look at the world and I'm really doing my best to provide something like a sanctuary of of truth and journalism, similar to what you're doing, but on a different level and a different way. Uh, but to deal frankly with the emergency that we face and 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 speak out, even in times of grave censorship and so on. So that's what Brownstone does. Now that you gave us the sort of the genesis of Brownstone, what about the origin of Jeffrey Tucker? What what drove you to join the few, the proud, the column of dissidents while the rest of the world fell in line here? Uh, 16 years ago, 17 years ago now, I was following pandemic policy very carefully, and I saw what they had in mind. That they, There were a handful of crazy intellectuals that imagined you could deal with a pathogen by locking down and having putting government in charge of everybody's lives. Even back in 2005 and 2006, there were people out there saying, close the schools, close the churches, shut down the businesses. And I read this, and I thought... That's crazy. That's not going to do anything to to fix a public health crisis. It's going to make it worse. Okay. Well, they tried to do it in 2009. That didn't work because there's an economic crisis. Everybody's distracted by that. And 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 so it took all these years. And finally, in 2020, following you know years of germ games and modeling nonsense and everything else, 
uh, the shutdowns came, I would date them really from about March 8th, but I would say Fauci started conceiving of them, uh, that he was on board with them, you know, from about February 27th or 26th, something like that. And as far as I was concerned, you know, uh, the world fell apart. You know, that we would experiment with sort of using these kind of draconian Leviathan style uh, methods to deal with a, a circulating pathogen struck me as uh, a catastrophe. So as far as I was concerned, intellectually, the world went dark. So I began to speak out. In fact, I was speaking out since early January, since I saw what was happening in China. And I saw Western media praising what was happening in China. I mean, that, that's a very bad sign mm -hmm. when they're going, oh, look, China knows exactly how to deal with the virus. Oh, really? So that coming here? So I warned about this in late January. People said I was crazy. We would never do that in this country. After all, we have a Bill of Rights. We have courts of law. We, we believe in liberty in this country. We're not going to go China. Well, I mean, I knew the plans were in place, not the overt plans, but I knew there were some crazy people who thought you could do this. So I imagined that this was possible. I sent out a warning, I think it was January 28th, something like that, that this could happen. Well, it did happen. And I've done pretty much nothing uh, ever since that time except um, rail against all this stuff. And and now I'm, I'm working with a lot of scholars, a lot of journalists, a lot of other historians to... Uh, to at least provide an alternative to the New York Times narrative on this. This is, Jeffrey, one of maybe the greatest revelatory moment in, in modern history or recent history. You, we, we saw how instantly compliant masses of people throughout the allegedly democratic West were willing to, um, to, to, to become, to submit to. Um, something like that had never really, I don't think, ever happened in human history without a shot fired, without a vote taken, um, just mm -hmm. and, and across nationalistic boundaries and rivalries and uh, just belief systems, just an instantaneous, with the exception of a, a small group of resistors, instantaneous um, compliance. Um, and now you're, I think you saw a brand new political coalition form. I, I was just doing a, a, a special last week in Nashville with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I, I oh. looked right, I looked right at him and I said, I, dude, I got into this business 15 years ago to defeat people like you. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I was completely embedded in the le in the traditional left, right political paradigm. I mean, I got into this to defeat people like you. Now you're going to be one of the few people I'll, I'll meet in this business and ask, can I get my picture taken with you? All right. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't think when I started in this business, I'd see the, uh, the Naomi Wolf, Steve Bannon partnership, but here we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and now you're seeing as more jab data comes out with people like Dilbert creator, Scott Adams, now yeah. you're seeing who people that maybe were wrong, but have enough humility in their life that they're willing to acknowledge facts as opposed to triple and quadruple down on showing I'm compliant with the narrative. And unfortunately, that group of people is not as large as we had hoped either, Jeffrey. What you said is true uh, about Robert Kennedy Jr. He gave a speech in Washington, D.C. at that rally. I don't know if you heard it, but it was one of the great speeches I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it was, and I was just tweeting out about it. This is absolutely brilliant. It was a great uh, celebration of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, mm -hmm. our, our rights and liberties, and a condemnation of the ruling class that was trying to take it all away from us. It was a brilliant speech. And of course, two days later, he was being attacked by the mainstream media for some, you know, one little remark 
remark he made that was entirely justifiable as far as I was concerned. But they had to t they had to take him down. They've been trying to take him down um, ever since. Now on your 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 issue of left and right, that that's a really it is a fascinating thing, right? We're finding out. Uh, who is it out there who's honest, believes in rationality, mm -hmm. who's on the side of the people, uh, who believes in si real science, who believes in evidence, who's willing, people who are willing to adapt their views according to the evidence around them, and then speak truthfully and honestly about it. I have to give credit to Scott Adams. I do not give credit to a lot of the other people who were once my allies and 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 came out full, fully for lockdowns uh, for mask mandates and then vaccine passports and they've been shilling for the ruling class now for three years and and you're right they're doubling tripling quadrupling down and I have to tell you Steve I mean you you said that you've been disappointed by the response for the right and by the way uh, National Review was a major proponent of lockdowns mm -hmm. in the early days. Mm -hmm. I mean, their journalism has been good uh, uh, recently, but in the early days, they were full-on lockdowns. I mean, the editor was was uh, attacking people like me. And Reason Magazine, the Libertarians, so that the Libertarians were sort of my tribe. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm not sure that anybody was worse than the Libertarians on lockdowns. I could, couldn't believe, as my intellectual heroes. You know, we're just willing to throw out all the principles that they supposedly believed in uh, because of uh, a, a pathogen, you know, which turns out to have an infection fatality rate that's like equal or less than the flu for almost anybody under the age of 70. I mean, this actually happened. So my tribe abandoned me you know, just like you. And so I've been rethinking everything just like you have. Like, mm -hmm. where are the people who believe in in the rule of law, in human rights, in liberty, in property rights, uh, and, you know, the, and the, it's sort of the basic religious liberty. Yeah? How about that one? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, against censorship. Who are those people and I've given up trying to divide them left and right. In fact, I've 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 wondered a little bit, like what you said, how long did I languish in believing that these categories were real? Right. I mean, was I just being trolled exactly. the entire time? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to me, it seems as if you may, uh, regime versus dissident. Um, truth versus distortion and, and and compliance unilaterally. I mean, we're we're in an epistemological crisis, maybe beyond a crisis at this point in the West. Maybe maybe it's just a lost science. It is dead. Uh, most people confuse their beliefs with facts. Most people accept information on the grounds of whether it is convenient for them to believe it is true, rather than on whether or not is it objectively true or not. And it sort of feels like maybe a lot of the arguments that we we were having on the ideological spot spectrum in the 80s and 90s that my formative years that informed yeah. me before I got into this business that we just right. don't have the luxury of those debates right now because yeah, we right. literally are asking ourselves what's a person what's a what's a border what's a male what's a woman what's I, what's a, what's a country like the very fundamentals and first things of of yeah. western civilization are now in dispute right. Jeffrey so, you know, Steve, I, I think the, the critical turning point here was uh, the media, right? Because we had come to trust the media over over decades, really. I mean, maybe that was wrong. You know, I mean, after all, the Federal Communications Commission had been governing 
uh, television, and before that, Federal Radio Communication, uh, Federal Radio Commission had basically nationalized radio as early as you know the 1930s, right? So, I mean, maybe we've been living under an illusion for a very long time. But the critical thing is when the Great Reset came, and uh, uh, really beginning in late February. The the first real means of communicating this to the American public was chosen to be the New York Times. Mm -hmm. That would have been February 27th with a podcast with between my, my friend, former friend, Michael Barbero, the host, and uh, Donald uh, G. McNeil, who was their lead virus reporter. And on that day, February 27th, he decided to use that platform, that podcast, which was going out to two or three uh, million members of, of the ruling class, <laughs> to whip up a wild disease panic. And he came into the interview spraying uh, hydrogen peroxide everywhere. <laughs> And predicting that one in your six of your friends is going to die. The guy knew absolutely nothing about SARS-CoV-2, but he was really willing to push every button. I remember listening to that podcast and thinking, wow, something terrible is coming our way. So so the, basically, the nationalization of the media was a very critical element in getting the entire American public whipped up in a kind of a disease frenzy to acquiesce to uh, new Leviathan shock and awe controls and shutting our churches, uh, closing our schools, and even introducing travel restrictions between the states, dividing the work the, the workers between the essential and unessential. Mm -hmm. Can you believe that? In mm -hmm. the United States, we actually did this. And then as time went on, eventually introducing forced masking, which the Biden administration is still arguing for in federal court, in addition to uh, the vaccine mandates, untested medicine uh, uh, approved under emergency use which is only made possible by getting rid of the therapeutics. So they introduced this untested uh, uh, you know, technology that they imagined is going to be a platform, sort of form of software in the form of a shot. And when we didn't want it, then they mandated it on us. And now we've got a lot of sick, sick people. It's It's been three years, nearly three years, of incredible calamity and catastrophe. I, I guess my... I'm grateful for your show, and I'm grateful for your platforms. Uh, we have a brief window of free speech right now, yeah. and we need to use it Agreed. And in whatever way we can, because we know, I mean, I, th I think we know, a crackdown is coming. Mm -hmm. So we're in, you know, there's a thousand flowers bloom stage right here, right now, mm -hmm. right? So Amen. I say we, we do everything we can to communicate uh, with everybody uh, right now uh, while while we can, because the choice we're really facing right now is uh, a generations of the future under slavery ruled by the WEF and the World Health Organization, or uh, liberty, that subject about which we sing songs every July 4th. We need to reclaim that. And I refuse to believe that uh, the historical narrative is wholly out of our control. I don't believe that. I think in the end, the people will rule. So, But we have to take back our liberties, our rights, and our country. Amen. Tell folks how they can uh, find and follow you guys' work, because it is certainly worthwhile. How can they do that? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we're Brownstone Institute at brownstone.org. 
org, and I really encourage people to sign up to get on the email list. We send only one email uh, a week, uh, just to alert you to our, our writings. Share it. You know, that's the thing. People need to get really active in sharing good material right now, because as I say, we are in this window. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a lot into uh, into Brownstone. We have about 150 de- writers that really love the platform. The purpose is free speech, good science, uh, and 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 good sense to save to save the country. So that's the best way to find us. We're also on Twitter. Great stuff, Jeffrey. It's an honor to have you on the show. We will definitely do it again. We waited too long to do it the first time. God bless you, brother. Thank you. I hope you'll have me back. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just as we were talking to Jeffrey, the Daily Mail in the UK has a story out. One of the biggest publications in the UK. Nearly 3,000 more Brits than usual are dying each week. Yes, Spike in excess death sparks calls for, quote, urgent investigation. Let me put this into context for you. That's about the amount of people that died on 9-11. 3,000. They're basically having a 9-11 in the UK each week right now. Each week. A 9-11 in the UK every single week. Every single week. How many more? How many more of these kinds of stories are we going to have to tragically see before we hit critical mass? How many more funerals is Donald Trump going to have to tragically be invited to before he hits critical mass? Because we know there will be no conscience found at Pfizer or Moderna. Conscience will have to be forced upon them. Amen? Amen. But But these other elements, we need them to hear and find their consciences very quickly because they're suffering under a 9-11 in the UK every damned week right now. All right, back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you will be joined by my oldest daughter here in just a few minutes. Fake news or not, where I will put myself up for skepticism, accountability, and dispute. We will do that uh, coming up in this segment of the show as well. And then Pop Culture Tuesday. You know, we typically look at the intersection between pop culture and the things that, uh, as conservatives, we're trying to conserve. Let's look at the intersection between pop culture and branch COVIDian cultism uh, and enter into evidence the recent Sundance Music Festival. We'll get into that coming up later in this hour as well. Don't forget that you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E. You can like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. Like uh, and follow at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. And then you can find me as well over on Truth Social at Real Steve Dace there. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for being one of those. Please show how much you like us by leaving us a five-star review, hitting subscribe or follow on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you want to have your question considered for an upcoming Ask Me Anything, embed it into your brand new five-star review and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration by Todd or from Todd for our next AMA that is coming up on Monday's show. This part of the show brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar Makers. 
of a delightful treat known as the greatest protein bar ever made. They had a factory seconds sale yesterday. Let's just say I've got more boxes coming via UPS here soon. All right. So many great flavors to look on Todd's face. Are you proud or disappointed? Both at the same time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I, I, I tend to, to spark that reaction from people simultaneously, both disappointment and pride. Yes. Um, you, can, um, you can take advantage of uh, a real opportunity to permanently change your lifestyle. If you've got a prodigious sweet tooth as I do, and believe me, it is prodigious, uh, this is the perfect substitute with the protein you're looking for. Helps you, helps you get your macros in as well without all the carbs, calories, and sugars you don't want, but with the flavor all packed in real chocolate that should do. Take 15% off right now when you go to built.com for Built Bar. That's built.com, 15% off when you use the promo code DACE. Promo code DACE for 15% off for Built Bar at built.com. And we welcome in now my oldest daughter, Anastasia. Good to see you again, Princess. How are you? Doing good, Dad. So what are we doing this week? So speaking of disappointment, I think this week I would love to... That's what you want to hear from your kids. You know, speaking of disappointment, Dad. (laughs) So I sent sent Aaron some videos, and I think this week we're going to react to some TikToks. We're going to react to some cringy TikToks. Some Chinese propaganda? Yeah, and some L- okay. it's mostly LGBTQ stuff. It's my criteria for this was what's going to get a reaction one and two um what is going to just make you guys probably the most upset. So, so you I came sat- here to trigger us basically. Yeah, because people love it. <laughs> people always are like tweet me and they're like we love when you make your dad mad, we love when you challenge him and I'm like okay. I'm like I think I can agree to get paid for that. Okay. All right. We are in your hands. You lead the way. Okay, let's start with video number one. Yes? Who is it? Booga booga! That was how people that actually believe in reality and science think that people who don't behave in bathrooms. Yeah, let's actually, let's rate these on a one to ten cringe scale. On a one to ten cringe? Ten being like the cringiest, like... Like Joe Biden sniffing hair and one being like, I don't know, one being anything that could probably Joe be Biden just that. standing there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Joe Biden just standing there. <laughs> yeah. Staring off into the wistful dif- yes. d- distance and 10 being Joe Biden basically invades your space and sniffs yes. you. That's a pretty good cringe scale. Right? I, think I think so. so too. All right. I'm going to give that one like a three. I just thought yeah. it was dumb. Uh I'm going to give it a three and I'm only really going that high because uh, like, I don't have much of a sanitation disgust factor in my life that you're crawling around on the bathroom floor, man. Mm. I mean, good grief. You know what? For that reason, I'm going up to a four. I had not even considered that. And you know, I am big into the hygiene <laughs> yes, stuff and yeah. she can tell you that too, living with me for 18 years. And that, that in, if we were discussing any other topic that would have drawn far more disgust from me. Okay, crawling on the floor of a public restroom. But uh, I'll move it up to a four. Duly noted, Todd. That's good. Okay. Aaron, what do you say? Um, I'm going with like, um, I'm going with a two, I think. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Should we give the podcast audience 
a yes. little rundown of what we just saw. Yeah, I'll let you describe yes. it. Yes, so she or he or they or them or it, but it's she. But she um, was referencing that she had just gotten in the mail a flag that said the Satanic Temple. Ten. You're going with ten for cringy? It, if the Satanic Temple is involved, I mean, we are just babies into a volcano level of derangement remember when our parents freaked out about Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson and even even at that age we were still kind of like yeah it's a little out there right doesn't that look like tiddlywinks compared to this stuff yeah or if you're our parents right Alice Cooper okay who now, you know, has a youth ministry camp that he hosts, okay? But somewhere along the lines, there was, we didn't really think Motley Crue was shouting at the devil, right? We didn't really think that they were doing that. Did you really think they were doing that? I didn't really think they were doing that. Not No, I didn't think they were doing that. And also, when we were growing up, Steve, there was a very clear sense I thought of where the red light district was mm-hmm. and where like the pinkish hue gray area was between. Mm-hmm. I mean, now the red light district is normal. That, that used to be the weirdo, but yeah. the, now, now the weirdo is, is increasingly the thing that the adults are foisting on us. I right. mean, the adults are, that's right. the other, there was also then, yeah. And you, everybody kind of had to like get in line and figure out how we we're having George Costanza. We're trying to have a society here, and you went to class, and you now it's the adults are in on pushing that stuff. There are adults in that person's life, I guarantee you, mm-hmm. who aren't just like pulling them aside and saying, you know, maybe you want to bring this thing down a notch or something. They're cheering it on. All right, I'll go to a seven because I suspect something worse is still to come, and I want to reserve a ten for what that may or may not be. The satanic temple is not big enough <laughs> you for Fundy Steve Dace to go up to a 10. Amazing. <laughs> Where are you at, Aaron? I'm, I'm at a 10. Um, okay. That, it seems like y'all's generation, you and Todd's generation, invoked demonic imagery to, to troll. It seems like we grew up in the my generation yes. and the younger generations do satanic things to troll. And there's a big difference there. That's... Yeah. Wow. That's kind of... Yeah. That's... Well put. That is a well put uh, version of the point that Todd was trying to make. And now it looks bad because he didn't give the Satanic Temple a 10. Yeah, it does kind of look bad. Maybe I don't want to give him that much credit. Go ahead. Okay, video number three. What if I said girls, gays, and theys? Well, if you're trying to address non-binary people with they, not all non-binary people use they, them pronouns, myself included. Oh yeah, you're right, huh? Then what should I use? 14. Hey friends, hey folks, hey... Y'all, but I'm not from the south. 17.5. Me neither, but we will yeehaw y'all the way to inclusivity. 26. Yeehaw. I'm at a, I'm at a 26 on the cringe scale. I'm at a 26. I'll f- just flip-flop with you seven this time. It, it's, it's that, a- 26 is where, is where Joe Biden connects um, Russian hookers with his son Hunter. That's where 26 is. All right, we're way off the scale now. It's just also stupid. See, to me, that's that's cring- cringier to me than the other one because I think 
I, I just take that a little bit more intellectually serious. I, I can't take that serious on any level. I mean, I, that's just, it, it's self-parody. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, and that's what, that's what makes it the cringiest thing to me is I just, I can't take it seriously at all. While knowing that they take themselves extremely seriously at the exact same time. Aaron, where are you? That's at a 10 for me. That's a dude, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's if I don't see a meme later with you on a horse lassoing and yeehawing your way to inclusivity. <laughs> done. I'm done. <laughs> done. Before the segment, done. <laughs> That's what I want to see. How many more of these are you going to subject me to? We have one more, and I think this is my favorite one. As in the most triggering or I the, have, the best produced? I, I have some things to say about this one before you okay. guys give your writing. So All let's right. play this last one. Okay. Is that like the trailer to the Joker 2 movie that's coming out? <laughs> Terrifier 3? So I'd like to read you guys... The Rainbow Years? So he had some definitions on the screen, and I found those. So I'd like of, to read of these Of course you did. Of course you did. Yes. So boy flux is a category whereby someone has a male identity most of the time, but also experiences varying degrees of maleness or masculinity. Egosexuality is a sexual orientation under the spectrum of asexuality. Egosexuals lack the desire to be a participant in sexual activities. Gray romantic is a person with a romantic orientation that is somewhere between aromatic and romantic. A queer platonic relationship is a commitment that's more serious than friendship, but isn't romantic or sexual. And lastly, xenogender is when your gender experience doesn't fit the human binary of gender alignments. Um, point of order. I thought egosexual was somebody who like really liked frozen waffles. I was going to say, let go of my ego. Yes. When I was young, I too used to experiment with baked goods. <laughs> yes. My mom yelled at me for grabbing onto my ego all the time. Um. <laughs> she didn't love you. <laughs> she told me I'd shoot my eye out if I didn't let my ego go. All right. I, I, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do with that. It's just it, I don't even know what to do. It's 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 sad. It's sad. It's pathetic, sad, cringy, demonic. It it's so many things simultaneously. I I don't even I don't even know what to do with that. Uh so 32 is the scale now. I mean, now Joe Biden Joe Biden just falling off of stairs. I mean, it's, I just don't even know what to do with that. It's okay? just this bizarro world calculus. I mean, you couldn't get these people into an advanced math class because yeah that that's too hard man i'll never use that in my life i mean really how many times do we hear math algebra what a waste of time i'll never use that in my life the the histrionics that you have to go through the time you have to spend to learn all of that stuff to delve into yeah. this yes it, it and speaking of useless but there you are i it is it is can't they just memorize star wars movie lines like that when we had too much free time on our hands See, and that's, that's what we did that's, that, can't they just do that that's what where i was going with that even even in my generation now i grew up in a in a small town so maybe the experience is different but i get I mean, I'm repulsed revolted when I see videos like this and then it just makes me sad I know these people these kids the emptiness in your the life emptiness to exactly. fill it with that 
Yeah. And usually, you know, if you start getting some weird ideas when I was a kid, it's time to go outside and play army or yeah, something like exactly. that. Yeah, get, exactly. Go get in a fight. Instead, these kids yeah. are very online all of the damn time. Yep. Just just cramming. Plugged into the matrix constantly. Exactly. Yeah. I can't say it any better. Yeah, I just... That one's that one's heartbreaking. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yes. This is what I do to other people. Where do we go from here? Okay. Crushing. And I Maybe still we have should make 45 minutes of content I have to produce for people. Maybe we'll just make this a thing where we react. I'll be, have you guys sit here and watch these every single week. I just, it's <clears> just <throat> really sad. It's just really, really, really sad. Have thank you heard about our dead pet segment, Anna? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, thank you guys for making my dead cat a segment and a talking point for your guys' show. I that appreciate that. That was a far that. cheerier conversation than this was, yes. <laughs> All right, thank you, Princess. Good to see thank you. Thank you, Anna. All right, next up, fake news or not. Brought to you by our friends over at Bullion Max. What is not fake news is that for centuries, smart Wealthy, prosperous people have been using precious metals and rare commodities like gold and silver to protect their prosperity from government debasement schemes, even as a hedge against things like government debasement schemes. And our friends at Bullion Max want to be that hedge for you. They are offering, offering you right now their silver starter kit at employee pricing. They can't make it any more inexpensive than that. The silver starter kit at employee pricing when you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve. That includes even the very popular uh, silver American evil e American evil there's a Freudian slip American eagle coin and so much more when you go to bullionmax.com slash Steve the offer is so good just one per household please at bullionmax.com slash Steve so over the weekend as I put myself up for debate on fake news or not over the weekend I tweeted the following we are emerging from one of the worst three-year periods in all of human history, all those responsible for conceiving, installing, or allowing it to occur must be held accountable and made self-aware. If this gets in the way of your current agenda, then you're in the way. No exceptions. This received lots of snarky replies from blue check marks all weekend long, including this one from journalist Ben Jacobs, who wrote, as bad as Greg Roman's play calling was, the Ravens still made the playoffs twice. It's actually very funny. Okay. I laughed. Um, I have known Ben for many years. Been a few years since I've talked to him, but we have had several. He was with the Daily Beast the last I heard. I don't know who he's with now. Uh, we, we, we had had several pleasant and professional conversations in the past, which is why after receiving plenty of snarky comments along those lines, um, I decided to use Ben's as the one that I was going to use as a launching off point to explain myself and try to respond respectfully to why I made this claim. Let me say this. I don't believe that we should be using this kind of language flippantly. We don't on our show, nor make such claims loosely. We don't on our show. We have facts when we say things. Setting aside now, let's set aside now the notion that many people, I'm guessing Ben included, I don't know for sure, but I'd be shocked if I was wrong, thought that we, it was okay to stop our entire way of life for an indefinite period of time. And now to come back and say, no big, it wasn't a bit that big of a deal. 
So it, we, it was a big enough deal to stop our entire way of life, every, every aspect of it, for an indefinite period of time with no promise it would ever return. It was a big enough deal that we had to do that, and now these same people want to talk about you're blowing this way out of proportion and it's not that big of a deal. Whatevs. Whatevs. We'll set that aside for now. Um, uh, this is about me and my own accountability, so I am happy to clarify, which I will now do. As of Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, COVID-19 was reportedly responsible for 6.74 million deaths globally. And absolutely every single one of them was avoidable and unnecessary. And all of them caused, all of them, all of them caused by governments going against peaceful citizens. That's the very definition of a democide. Governments targeting peaceful citizens for extinction. The virus itself, first and foremost, was a joint creation of scientists from the world's two most powerful nations, China and the United States, and it either leaked sloppily from the Wuhan lab with, via an accident or malevolently as a bioweapon. Then every major developed nation in the world stupidly or malevolently denied or restricted mass efforts to disperse effective early treatment for the serious symptoms caused by the virus, thus escalating its risk profile all the more. Whether the active role governments played in either creating the virus itself or pro proliferating its harms, this was arguably the worst democide in all of human history. Governments did this not in war with one another or to conquer or avoid being conquered, but to their own peaceful citizens. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. A global Tuskegee experiment. Nothing like that had ever been conducted in the history of human civilization until the last three years. But wait, there's more. The democide continues now in real time with 13 billion, with a B, 13 billion do doses of the poisonous mRNA injections given worldwide as of January 9th. That's the most recent data I could find, 13 billion 7% of Americans in a recent Rasmussen poll reported they had suffered, quote, major side effects from the jabs. That translates, folks, to 12 million people in the U.S. alone. Globally, that would be over 330 million people. Let me put that in context for you. That would be the fourth most populous nation on Earth behind China, India, and the United States. That would be number four. Excess deaths continue to rise here in the U.S. and throughout much of the mRNA-injected world. I mentioned just a little while ago the story from the London Daily Mail. Mysterious rise weekly in th up to 3,000 excess deaths in the U.K. They're having a 9-11. That's how many people died on 9-11 was about 3,000. They're having a 9-11 every week in the U.K. right now. Every week. Despite we're seeing this, by the way, despite steep drops worldwide in covid related deaths, for example, here in the United States, covid deaths dropped 72 percent from the fourth quarter of 2022 when compared to the fourth quarter of 2021. And why does the fourth quarter matter? Because what season is it during the fourth quarter, guys, every year? Respiratory virus season, cold, flu and covid. We should be in a surge. And yet covid related deaths have dropped 72 percent since this time last year.
And yet excess deaths are on the rise. Why? Could it be the toxic mRNA injections, which many people took because of false claims promoted by whom? Promoted by whom? Government. Governments. And or coercion. Coercion from who? Threats from who? Intimidation from who? Denials of basic liberties from who? Unless you complied? Governments. And governments across the world, which is even more democide against peaceful citizens. You think Donald Trump's statement is bad? Bibi Netanyahu is plotting his return to Israeli government. Talking about how he's proud of everything they did. He turned his country into a eugenics depopulation petri dish. And he's proud of it. Another factor in the rise could be the backside of lockdowns, like 15 days to flatten the curve, which kept citizens away from elective health care. What, what's elective, by the way? Things like cancer and heart disease screenings to the two biggest killers in America. Those early screenings and detections were considered elective during lockdowns. Furthermore, let's look at the mental health side of things. 90% of Americans believe we are mired in a mental health crisis. My wife's a therapist. She can verify this for you, even in the nice little hamlet of Des Moines, Iowa. With depression and suicide on an alarming rise in the aftermath of these wicked and immoral lockdowns imposed by whom? Imposed by what? Governments. Again, upon peaceful citizens. Again, democide. Then there's the economic hardship that these government policies imposed upon peaceful citizens. Small businesses employ more Americans than any place else in the private sector. We lost permanently over 200,000 small businesses. Over 200,000. Some estimates claim that equates to about 10 million jobs. Since COVID, the U.S. has printed 80% of all its money in current circulation, driving up inflation to record levels to cause further hardship on peaceful citizens. The average American mortgage payment has increased in just the last year by 42%. Let us not also forget to consider the collateral damage of the systemic loss of faith and full credit in many public institutions after such heinous policies, especially when combined with the amount of dishonesty and disinformation. Whom? What? Governments. Governments, again, imposed and peddled to justify them. And all this carnage was caused and implemented unnecessarily and unfairly by whom? By what? Global governments during the most allegedly educated, prosperous, and progressive period in human history. Well, Steve, half the world's population died during the bubonic plague. That was a result of technology that wasn't caught up with the dire health need at the time. This is the result of the technology that caused the dire health need of the time and then refused to treat the dire health need of the time. And all for a chimeric virus that everybody under 70 had about a 99.8% chance of surviving. Our modern governments violated every tenet of biology, immunology, and virology, as well as every underlying truth and tradition of the social compact and within Western civilization, going back to the Magna Carta. If what I just shared with you is not convincing enough, there is a forthcoming book on Valentine's Day that will have even more data and shocking testimonies of just a microscopic sample of the multitudes of victims of everything that I just laid out.
Because never before, never before have the world's governments done more damage to more peaceful people for no valid reason with so much truth contrary to these democidal schemes available to so many. Never before. None of this had to be done. And they either knew all along that it didn't have to be done or they just didn't care to know. So, gentlemen, I rest my case. Am I fake news or not? Have I blown this way out of proportion? Uh, no. Um, I don't know how much because you know him. There was a wink and a nod in what Ben Jacobs said, like, you know that I know that you know. But, but there's a lot of people in his generation working for the outfits that they do and the ones who read it that there's a there's a whole why you have to do this. There's a whole spinal tap quality uh, to them. You point out the obvious here after three years. And they're like, but Oz goes up to 11. No, well, you, it's just make it louder and go up to 10. They, it can't compute. Oz goes up to 11. Because there's a whole Francis Fukuyama, like, end of history thing going on with these people. And we're, we're the people we've been waiting for. We've always had generational fights, the young thinking they could do better than the old. But it is always specifically tel- tethered to this is what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is this here, I mean, from transgenderism to the COVID actions, but it's not fundamentally about the things we're doing. It is actually just about the them. I am God. I feel this way. Yes. You can't present any avalanche of evidence. My beliefs, my desires, our wants, our truth. Yes. Yes. And so even though this is not necessary for him, but everybody else who still has a chance, you in response to that, you're right to see, okay, I see you and raise you the one t- tweet, and now I'm going to give you the encyclopedia. Because this is not really a debate we are having. This is reality versus utter psychosis. And the only way forward, the only way forward, aside from... God's grace that we do not deserve collectively. Because I'm, I'm looking at some of the responses, some of the quote tweets on that as well. A lot of people think, um, apparently, no big deal what we just went through, as you addressed. You thought it was a big enough deal to support lockdowns, but now three years later, it's not that big of a deal. No big deal. No big deal. You cannot reason, you cannot argue with that. It must be punished. And I'm not saying you punish necessarily Ben Jacobs, but people who make light of what just happened Mm -hmm. over the last three years, they should see the people, the architects of that, whether or not they had a huge part to play in that, but the people who had a huge part to play with that, they should see punishment punitively. We say this about the groomers in society. We will have only beaten them when they are so embarrassed and ashamed to believe what they believe, to think what they think, that they wouldn't dare utter a damn syllable Mm -hmm. of what they think Mm -hmm. in society. That's what people, like we're responding to that thread or that tweet originally, that's what those people need to feel. How do you accomplish that? I have one idea. Uh... Short drop and a sudden stop after a fair trial, of course. Of course, of course. Must always have a fair trial. We will provide you the fair and transparent trials that Pfizer and Moderna did not provide us before they poisoned us. Because we have a higher ethic. 
But that higher ethic also says to punish evil at the same time. Friends, everywhere you look, you are seeing the destruction of a lot of our trusted institutions. And I think we have learned the last few years that government's not only not going to be there to be for us anyway, when the chaos hits, it's going to probably be the cause of it. That's why you want to make sure you are self-reliant, even when it comes to your food. Go to our friends at My Patriot Supply right now and get $200 off. That's a massive discount. $200 off their three-month emergency food kit at MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, this is their new lower price. This includes breakfast, lunch, dinners, even snacks and drinks. The full complement of 2,000-plus calories that you need a day stays good for over 20 years with maybe up to 25 years even with right and proper shelf life. And you'll have the peace of mind of knowing that you and those you care about are taken care of when government tries to kill you again. All right. Uh, MyPatriotSupply.com. And I'm not even kidding. They are. They just tried many times and they'll try again. MyPatriotSupply.com is the website. $200 off per kit. So not just the whole order. $200 off of every three-month kit that you order for everyone in your household right now. And free shipping. Can't beat it. MyPatriotSupply.com. Dot com. Breaking news. Now we have found classified documents at Mike Pence's residence as well after he had told us last summer that he had not taken any. I mean, I, I isn't this the guy that makes sure to bounce his eyes every time a pretty woman walks in the room? I, I can't believe. Surely he just didn't know. Surely those classified documents just slapped on a, a pair of sandals and moseyed on over to the Pence household. I'm surely inadvertently packed them. I'm sure it's an honest mistake. You know, I'm sure that it is. You look skeptical, Todd. No? I just think the FBI is very, very, very busy. Y'all can have Mike Pence. He was already working for you anyway. Let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday. This is where we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. But this week, we're going to look at the intersection between the spirit of the age, pop culture, and a branch Covidian cult. What happens when all those things, what happens when multiple denominations within the same church converge? This is, this is an enclave, or, or conclave, actually, is the term, right? This is, this is an ecclesiastical conclave here. This is a Council of Trent known as the Sundance Film Festival. I didn't even know it existed until I saw that someone passed on this story to me last week. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Here's the headline. The Sundance Film Festival loyalty oath. Loyalty. Because nothing says, you know, like we saw those boomer rockers, you know, like Neil Young. Keep on rocking in the free world. Right? Yeah, those iconoclasts. Yeah, have, make love, not war, right? Don't listen to the man. Don't trust anybody over 30, right? You remember those? Yeah, right? The I stuff do. our parents listened to, the good music that they hooked us on when we were kids, right? Now, just to complete, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I'll take my music off Spotify unless Joe Rogan dies from COVID for taking and, and, and doesn't take in the horse paste, right? True story. True story. Really happened. Okay. 
just all simps for the spirit of the age. Now we come to the halcyon of independent filmmaking, cutting edge, avant-garde, defying institutions, true iconoclasticism. No. Because nothing says iconoclasticism and avant-garde quite like a loyalty oath, right? 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 I attended Utah's Sundance Film Festival, says Gary Geipel, the writer for the Wall Street Journal, before the pandemic, then started watching its offerings online. This year's festival began last Thursday, and I looked forward to seeing the new small market films from my recliner. When I logged in to buy tickets, so he's not even there. He's attending this virtually. Keep this in mind. This would be nuts enough if he went there. Okay, he's doing it virtually. <laughs> Just likes movies. So he's 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 at home. When I logged in to buy tickets, I was stopped at the virtual door. The site wouldn't let wouldn't sell me tickets unless I affirmed the festival's quote community agreement unquote. Among other things, I had to promise to be quote vigilant in the fight against the spread of COVID nineteen end quote. He's at home by himself on a couch logging in. Social credit score. Indeed. I had to avoid, quote, unwelcome sexual attention, harassment, stalking, and inappropriate physical contact of any kind. He's at home on a couch by himself. And who are you to judge if him and his couch have a thing, by the way? Love is love. Lots of love has been made on couches. Why not just take the next step and love the damn couch? Right? And I had to refrain from abuse or intimidation, including things that related to race, gender, position, or wealth. Whom would he speak to alone? On his couch, watching virtually. I asked if I could buy tickets without affirming the agreement and was denied via an anonymous email. The damage I might have done to someone's sense of, quote, belonging while watching film from my, these films from my Indiana basement 1,500 miles from Park City, Utah, was apparently too much of a risk to the event organizers. Ah, Yes. Those challenging independent films, getting away from the corporate studio system, taking storytelling risks, telling the stories that no one wants to tell of the underprivileged, the underserved, the undermined. And then they looked from pig to man and man to pig and back to pig again, and they couldn't tell which was which. Todd, your thoughts. Well, you know who founded Sundance Film Festival, don't Didn't you? Robert Redford yes. found it? Found it? Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah. You think when they were casting... Mr. Woodward and Bernstein from All the yeah. President's Men? I yes. was just said, think of the movies he's been in and the irony of what we're talking about. Woodward and Bernstein, he's he's uh, the Sundance kid. You know, not exactly a conformer. But then do you think when they were thinking about casting, who is going to play? I can't remember his name, uh, his character's name uh, in The Winter Soldier. 
the the secret leader of Hydra who yeah. Do you yeah. think they said, well, Sundance knows a thing or two about what they're doing on this. Maybe we should just bring in Robert Redford. That was foreshadowing? Yes. Yes. Doesn't this prove there just aren't any liberals anymore? Doesn't it really? Doesn't it really? Listen, there just really aren't. And I haven't okay. been to the films, but I lived in Utah for three years. I've been to the Sundance Film Festival, and it's just like the, the, the vibe, like too cool for school, everybody wants to be seen, Kind of all these actors showing up in cozy ski town. Yeah, I the last thing you would have thought when I lived there 25 years ago now uh, was, yeah, making sure you check the Hail Hydra box. But here we are. There's no there aren't any liberals really anymore. There really aren't. And maybe there never really were. Maybe that's what people like. Bill Maher and Naomi Wolf and this sort of group are figuring out is that they really they really were trying in 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 their worldview flawed way to expand or Andrew Sullivan you know LGBT was about freedom and LGBTQ plus is about oppression Right? And impo- imposing yourself on others. Maybe they really thought for a while that they were being permitted to extend and expand definitions of freedoms in ways and to people that traditionally they didn't agree with how those were recognized. When in reality, they were they were just being used that all along the plan all along was to get here the plan never was let's let's re-examine roles um and and the lack of agency of women in a traditional nuclear family and a patriarchal society and and maybe we can do more to uplift the value of women it was never about that or maybe you thought it was and earnestly we're, we're seeking that quest in your own way. I'll, even if I don't always agree with you, I'll, I'll defer to your earnestness and, and I love my neighbor as I love myself. I want the earnestness of, of how I seek my convictions to be respected. So I'll respect yours even while I may be opposing them. Fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe you thought that way. But the, the system you attached yourself to never did. This was always a scam. You bet. Yes, of course. I mean, yes, maybe. Women mistreated. You bet. You bet. You bet. Over here, they were plotting to just replace women all together. It was never about that. It was always the reason why, how does my gay marriage impact your gay marriage, went to who will not wear the ribbon in about 10 minutes, bake the cake bigot in about 10 minutes, is because that's always where it wanted to go. It's always where it wanted to go. The spirit of the age is like a sweaty-palmed teenage boy on a date. Bartering. Do you want to make out? Can I put my hand underneath your shirt? Can I put it below your belt? Does sweaty palm teenage boy intend for things to stop there? No. No. 
He's always, this was always about rounding third and headed for home. Every time, every time, every time. That's the way this works too. That's the way it works. Now, you guys may not know the analogy that I just gave you because in this day and age, half the time, the women are the aggressors and the men are at home in mom's basement masturbating to pornography, okay? But in the way that things used to work, men just, boys just said that stuff that was just a line, okay? To disarm you. And then a lot of times girls would pretend to go along with it so that they would have an excuse to do what they really wanted to do anyway. That was sort of the dance. That was the mating ritual. That was the game. So is this. This was never about any expansions of freedoms. It was about restricting them. This was never about any expansion of definitions. It was about changing them. This was never about broadening power. It was about grabbing hold of it. It always was. It ended here because this was always the end game. Always. Aaron, your thoughts. Slippery slope, only undefeated argument in history, and, and we keep slipping down that slope. When will it end? It seems like we're bound and determined to find out. Kind of had the same type of conversation regarding the Atlanta gay couple. For those of you listening, I'm using air quotes because there's no such thing as a gay couple in the context that it has been defined. But... Um, was disappointed that I, I seem to be drawing some generalities on Friday's show about um, gay behavior and this type of abuse. And on a personal level, no. Not every single gay person has an interest in diddling kids, but every person who has an interest in diddling kids can paint a direct line to the mainstreaming and celebration of things like homosexuality and other things as a way to expand that Overton window and bring them one inch closer to doing what they wanted to do anyway. That's kind of the, the micro or a microcosm of what you're talking about as mm -hmm. well. The creep, 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 creep towards Gamora was nothing other. We were always going to end up at Gamora. We weren't going to live in the nice suburbs of Gamora, guys. <laughs> nice suburbs of Gamora. We were never going to just stay there on the outskirts. Don't have to really go into That's the city. Great. We were always going to end up end up in inner city Gamora. We were, we were not going to get to be Gamora adjacent. No. 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 There's no Carlisle in uh, outside of Sodom. <laughs> there's no There's no Norwalk or West Des Moines outside of so Sodom. We're always going to creep there as long as we kept doing this. Because the bottom line is, the further you divorce yourself, no matter how, no matter how small that increment is, there's no gray area. You're going either to perdition or righteousness. That's yep. Your, and the gray area is lying to you that it is a gray area. Yeah. It's never a gray area. It's not a tumor. It's not a gray area. Ever. When, okay. when you watch Nefarious, you're going to see... His, his deep need to be like God. There's just yes. parallels of, of him yep. just... It, it's like, wait, that's what God said. Like, yeah, because that's exactly what the devil needs. He he is desperate for it. Well, this, what Steve's talking about, is the devil's version of every knee shall bend. Amen. It's always going to be a battle of dominion. Yeah. We're just debating whose dominion it will be. 
To that end, our friends over at Patriot Mobile have emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they've got big news for you. They are now offering you services on all the major networks in the country. So that means if you're with a major network, you don't like the coverage you're getting, you want to switch to another one, they can give you access to that via Patriot Mobile, America's only really American I guess, mobile phone company left. And they have a fantastic customer service team. They'll make the switch for you as seamless as possible. I know what you're thinking. It'll just be a hassle. I thought the same thing too. I put it off for several years, finally bit the bullet back in uh, the fall of 2021 and have not looked back. They did terrific for our family. And sometimes your needs change and at the last minute they're there. And I've heard that they do the same thing for all of you too. So I can't rave about them enough. Make the switch today when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve and patriotmobile.com slash Steve and get a free activation with the offer code Steve when you do at patriotmobile.com slash Steve or or you can call them now, new number, 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT. Once again, new number, 878-PATRIOT. All right, final thoughts before we check out of here on the day. Got about a minute left. Well, and if you don't believe, Steve, uh, about the need to go to Patriot Mobile now, maybe you will uh, once your current carrier is making you take the Sundance uh, oath as well. Because that's coming. That's it's coming not already com- there. That's coming contra- comprehensively. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, posting to YouTube again, one segment per day, short segment, something like that. Uh, I think we'll first post time since September one since September 1st. Yes. yes. So we had a lot of, a lot of people saying, where the hell have you guys been? Uh, how about Anna's segment today? That'd be fun. Yeah. Wouldn't be, wouldn't, uh, offend, uh, too many people except for us. Really? I love the idea myself. Oh yeah. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look for that later today. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe even put libs of TikTok in the title or something. Take advantage of their prowess. Because that's kind of what we did, right? That's what Anna yep. did. She she went libs of TikTok for us and brought us some of the, the videos that she curated and let us react it. So there you go. All right, we're back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.